Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Natural Expansion, the StarCraft 2 podcast with myself, Woody. And this week we are joined by the lovely Penguin. Dude, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's been a weird month, but back on track, more or less. Uh, it's been a weird month and a weird weekend. Like, li- Life's just been all over this month. It's, it's really kind of insane. Um, so yeah, um, thanks for joining me, of course. And today we're going to be discussing... A couple of events which obviously you have quite a bit to do with, which is why we got you here. Didn't just pick you randomly because I love you, because <laughs> or, or because we are mutual spirit animals, as you like. To oh call yeah, it. that's that's definitely a thing. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Like we just mutual spirit. I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe that to people, so I think we'll just leave it to their imagination. But <laughs> if if you had a mutual spirit animal, you would know. Like you would just you would just know. It's just a thing that sometimes <laughs> happens in life. Yeah, it's just a thing that happens when... I, I, I mean, you, you can't even explain it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's impossible, man. It just <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be discussing uh, to start things off, Size Storm Cup 5, and then, of course, the big one coming up this weekend is going to be the WCS Austin 2017, our first WCS circuit event of the year, right? I mean, Katowice's not really a circuit event in the sense of the uh, i guess it's yeah. a circuit event but it's like also like a champion it's it's like got a different grade in it right so it's it's just its own thing it's its own thing kind of it's, it just does what it's one because esl has money to throw at it so that's that's that um so let's let's rewind a little bit and uh go to the starting topic which is a little bit of a warm-up i suppose which is Cystorm cup 5 now obviously you're uh, part of Cystorm gaming so this is kind of your mm-hmm. team's event um, and Cystorm Cup 5 was originally meant to be a bit of a, a larger event for people. Um, right. It was actually kind of hyped up as like this big thing where they're going to introduce like a big venue, they're going to do a couple of different things here and there, and that didn't come through because of uh, last-minute venue issues. Um, yeah, so basically what happened there, which is really frustrating, is that we had a venue, and like the venue was down with everything. <clears throat> we even brought on like the neighboring, esta- like, the neighboring establishment, and like they were in on it too and it was ready to be like so sick and then like the they're both in a mall and like the mall manager vetoed it so we went uh, like we went above the mall manager to like her superior and she was and like the superior was like oh no that sounds fine but then she still vetoed it she basically put a put down like a like a, a thing where she was like if you don't give us a two million dollar deposit you can't run your event I'm just like, excuse me, what? So it it was pretty dumb, is the yeah, is it was the pretty stupid. But uh, as far as uh, as far as I think I was talking to you about it, but uh, that is going to still be the larger version, right? At some point, just looking for a new venue and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're we're basically the venue we were going to be working with has another uh, place, so we're gonna oh. look to try to run oh. size room cup six, oh. I think. There, that that's awesome. So Cystorm Cup 5 is is just a small little LAN. I mean, I say a small, $1,000 is not... It's pretty, uh, pretty much the same yeah. as all the other Cystorm yeah, Cups it's, up until this point. Yeah, $1,000 local LAN for the yeah. East Coast boys. Basically, it's a nice sized local LAN that uh, brings you know, brings out the players, brings out some competitors. and I mean, that's actually what we're going to talk about first of all, like the actual importance of having local LANs. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to speak from the point of the UK scene, obviously, because I'm from the UK. Who would have thought that I would know about the UK scene? But... I, I mean, it also stretches into other scenes as well, but you can generally see that the scenes that have local lands and, like, events to help grow players and to help to kind of foster competition are generally the scenes that do very well. 
Um, for example, the French scene has O-Gaming run so many events. And how mm-hmm. many top-tier French players have we seen in recent times? Like Lilbo, then Drogo, and, you know, Daishi. And then they've got, like, the youngsters coming through as well. Like, you know, it's crazy. Um, yeah. And it's the same in, like, the German scene as well. They had the EPS Cup forever. And they have players like Showtime and TLO and everyone, you know. And, you know, you think back a couple of years ago, Showtime was just some guy who barely made Challenger League. And now he's, like, the top European player. Um, yep. And I mean, in a way, I even throw back to like the good old days of the UK where we had these lands a bit more. And we had like, we didn't have a lot of good players, but we had the Muslim, you know, we had uh, Bling and we had Johnny Rico. And it, to me, it's like the same sort of idea. Like we had that kind of, you know, back then we had the lands and we had some players and now we don't have lands and we don't have as many players. So, I mean, I think these kind of lands are very important. So... I know you've got kind of a similar experience as well, or at least some insight, because you obviously were part of the Swiss scene for a long time, and now you're kind of mm-hmm. part of the East Coast scene. So, what, yeah, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree 100% that local lands are extremely important. Um, any way for lower-tier up-and-comers to even just make a little bit of money goes a long way. And, like, let's say, hypothetically, let's take Storm Cup. Let's say, like... <clears throat> Not even, like, winning the tournament. Let's say, like, Creature. He came second three times, or maybe all... Was it four? It was three or four times. And it's 300 bucks each time. 300 bucks isn't going to be a life-changing amount of money. But just, like, especially for, like, young players as well. Like, if you can go home and be like, Hey, look, I won money at this event. It goes a long way to getting people to respect your decision to invest time in a game like this. It goes a long way towards sort of validating... Validating, I'm sorry. Validating... <laughs> your um, decisions to invest time in StarCraft. So stuff like that's very important. It's a really good way to motivate people to practice as well, just having more tournaments to show up to. And it's a great way to just get LAN experience as well. And especially on the East Coast, it's really great to see how many people turn up for these LANs. Like we saw uh, this Storm Cup had so many good players. Uh, I don't even remember offhand how many GM contenders there were, but at least 15 uh, a, like for a small tournament like this, I remember Cheezadelphia the last time that that happened had almost 40. Like it's ridiculous how much the East Coast comes out for these events. So um, I think it goes a long way, and it's also really great to see how much support these events do have on the East Coast. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds really awesome. I actually just looked at the uh, ch- I hadn't looked at the challenge page for the Sizestorm Cup bracket for Sizestorm Five. There's like 41 signups, man. It's like so sick. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think that's actually kind of insane. Um, back here and in the UK, we have the, like... like looking at the uh, signups as well. Like just going down. Oh yeah, the, list the, of the quality of signups. Like yeah. True, Poke Bunny, Ray's Creature, Warren, myself, Migraine, Sugar, Cybercat, Kozan, Future, Dolan, End of Line, Tesla, Ninkazi, Caleb, Jamillion, Kawaiian, Lucky Fool. Like all of these people are Grandmaster players. Yeah, it's it's really sick. I think you, you mentioned some really cool things about, like, uh, the the reason the lands are important. And it is just kind of the idea of, like, it's the same reason online cups are important, right? It's a stepping stone. You know, to first get into competitive play, you generally, yep, exactly. you know, you, you step in stone through via, you know, like, online cups. That's your first sense of competition. Then you maybe you hit up a small land, and, you know, it goes from there because it's all experience. And it's all, again, convincing people, look, mom. I'm not just wasting my life sat in my room. And she's like, yeah, yeah you are. You're playing StarCraft. You're like, oh, shit, yeah. But, like, you know. 
But you know, like it, it is. I think it also goes a long way. Something that's also important to mention. I, I know, I, I know, we're going to be getting to DreamHack Austin later, but um, it's also just really important to have things like this and the ability to win prize money to uh, incentivize and support the lower tier players. And yeah. if we think back to 2015, in a DreamHack, you needed to come top eight to get any semblance of prize money. And this year, they're running it all the way down to like a thousand dollars for just top 32, which is fantastic. And I think that's exactly what the scene needs yeah it was the same story at uh at i am kind of it, and i had a similar mm -hmm. discussion with uh pilly pilly on the last episode of this uh, of natural expansion about how awesome that is so if you guys want to hear a bit more about that do go check out that one it was actually a really sick uh, 40 minutes talk with pilly um about stuff like that and kind of it's and yeah i mean it, it is it's just like it's i guess the overall the overarching theme is opportunities and creating opportunities and that's what these like little lands are. They're opportunities to mm -hmm. get together. And I guess as well, something we're maybe not saying is just the chance to kind of be part of the scene, like to know other people who play the game, meet up with them, like become friends. Like I know, like some of my best friends. Well, I, I, I'll just straight up say it, my best friends in the world right now are from StarCraft and from meeting them at lands, and maybe not necessarily all the small local lands, but some of them are. But like from lands around the world, so it just creates that opportunity for friendship to spread through common, you know, from common interests and all the rest of it too. So. I mean that's really neat, and it's nice. It's nice to see like Cystorm Cope doing so well, and she's Adelphia as well, on East Coast doing some, like doing some work really, I guess, in terms of uh, getting some uh, good player signups. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Is there anything on the West Coast? There oh, used are. to be a lot more. I really don't think there is right now, and it's kind of disappointing. Then I I think the thing that West Coast has is that a lot of events sort of make their way to the West Coast. Um, but even this year, that's not really a thing. And uh, yeah, ever since so. MLG Anaheim, there hasn't really been any. I guess that's true. Uh, Base Trade had their finals there, which is something. That's true, but that's not an open yeah, event. Sure, so. sure. I mean, I guess that's uh, maybe more so towards my point of like making friends and being a happy family and getting to be part right, of the right. scene. Right, right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of weird. East Coast, man, doing well. Start that East Coast West Coast rivalry. All right. Um,. <laughs> So yeah, small little lands are pretty cool. Um, again, like I, I, I could just repeat myself talking about the UK scene, but it's the same here. Like, you know, we all love going to LAN and we all know each other and we have a great time. I mean, for us, LAN is like a, a massive event because it's not just a competition, but it's a chance to go and have a great time with all of our friends, you know? So it's, uh, I mean, we're from the UK as well, so we drink too much and all the rest of it. So it really oh, is yeah, like, you, a, know you know, LAN, LAN is not a competition. LAN is a... Well, it's a competition of... a drinking competition. Yeah, exactly. It's a competition of who handles their hangover the best on final day. <laughs> That's, uh... <laughs> they, and even the LAN kind of goes with that by uh, putting the finals at, like, 11 a.m., you know? It's like, oh, God. okay, then. Here we go. It's uh, kind of funny. Last LAN, uh, the finals was T-Ball against Mix, and T-Ball went to sleep, like, kind of early, like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., got a good, like, eight hours sleep or something, woke up, showered... Mix at like 6.30 a.m. was like smashed off his face in his chair, oh, like sort of falls asleep a bit, gets woken up telling him he's meant to be in game in 10 minutes. He's like, oh shit, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, oh, that's I mean, that's the Who UK Who won scene. is the real question? Mix. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No. It must be the worst feeling ever, right? To lose to someone who you've just seen being a complete degenerate all night, oh, right? God. <laughs> Amazing. But that's the UK, that it always happens. It was the same when uh, the first time Boombox lost an Epic Land final for a while against AC. It's like, AC was completely smashed until 6am and wakes up and wins. It was just like, so crazy. The UK has seen, man, it's something special. Anyways, um, 
Just want to quickly talk about, uh, well, first of all, let's just quickly go through the results of Cystorm Cup. First of all, I mean, one of the big reasons you're here is because you hit second place. Easy. Easy? Is that <laughs> is that just your statement? Is that all we're saying? Easy. Easy. Uh, in, right. in, like, I mean, I, I could I could make some bants about NA being NA, but it's there were a lot of really good players at this tournament, and I think I beat a lot of people who are actually way better than me because of the 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 pure idiocy of my language being all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, we don't have to talk too much more about you hitting second place. I mean, it, it's so annoying. This kind of ties us so nicely into the Poke Bunny drama. Um, yeah. But just quickly to run through the results. True hit first place. Somehow you lost to True. I mean, what I the know, fuck were you doing? Um, you took down Poke Bunny in the semis. True took down Rays, and outside of the top four, it was Tesla, Future, Migraine, and Warren in the top eight. I actually eight. think it was more impressive for, like, I don't mean this as, like, a shit talk on Poke Bunny, because I don't think I'm better than Poke Bunny, <clears throat> but I think it was more impressive that I beat Future 2-0, because Future has, like, actually been, such, like, on such a tear recently. Like, um, he recently beat Gumiho, Alive, and Keen on, in tournaments. Oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, I, I've seen him doing well in online so cups. Good. He's oh, so insane. good. So I, I wasn't expecting to win that, but it, he's also very young, and it was his third uh, event. So I know experience, that he was a little man. Uh, experience. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's just not as experienced, so he was very nervous. It's the importance of smaller local lands. <laughs> it's actually very true. All right. Well, you beat Poke Bunny and created yet another meme against the NA scene, uh, which we'll come back to <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> Tell, tell me about the Poke Bunny drama, because I'm not going to lie, I was out and I was a bit drunk when it went down, so you probably know more about it than me. So, Tom, so talk Poke to me. So, Poke Bunny was misinformed, and I don't know what happened exactly. He was under the impression that KJ had effectively promised that True would not be playing in the Storm Cup. I don't know. Like, apparently, he got that from a conversation he had with KJ at Storm Cup 4. I don't know what exactly was said in the conversation, but he also then just assumed that. And he went. He, he then got very accusatory, which he later apologized for. He basically said KJ was lying to everyone to get more signups, which was hilarious because we had announced nine days earlier that True would be playing. And... Over the course of the last month and a half, every time somebody has asked me, including two people on Poke Bunny's team, whether True would be playing, I said, yes, he will. So that just leaves me wondering, I don't know who the hell Poke Bunny even talked to, but <clears throat> he, he was under that impression. So he was basically saying, oh, it's unfair that True's going to play, so I'm not going to go, because otherwise I would win this tournament and it's worth it, but now it's not worth it because I won't win the tournament. <laughs> so, I mean, the funny part of that is then you beat him in the semifinals, and he just yeah, you know, he, he gets you know he gets cream on his face. I, I mean, I, I mean, it, I mean, honestly, what he said was not really. I mean, what he said, the way he said it was kind of dumb. But what the well, idea? The thing, of... the thing is, the whole point that he was making was sort of invalid uh, because I, I I'm somebody who personally agrees that. For smaller lands, and this one is a little questionable for me because the prize pool is at, is at 1k. Yeah. My personal experience with something similar is that when Stardust and Daisy were in the MYI house, they basically killed the Swiss StarCraft scene by farming the lands for like six months. But that even then is a little, it's a little bit of a different uh, story because there we're talking about 
Like, first of all, it's two people, which is not the most relevant point. But Swiss lands also have a total prize pool of 600, which is 300 for right. first, 200 for second, and 100 for third. So then you end up in a situation where people are just desperately fighting for the $100 third place between a bunch of good people. Whereas here it's a little different because you've got three people outside of that first place that are going to win yeah. money. And I also think that a lot of this is <clears throat> a little weird because um, – if you want to set like a cap where it's like, oh, nobody who got top 16 in a WCS event last year can play, I think that's fair. But saying something like, this player can't play because he has a Korean flag next to his name is stupid. Yeah. And another thing that sort of devalues that point is that nobody got mad when Neeb said he was considering coming down. And Neeb right now is having better success than True. Yeah. So why say True can't play, but Neeb can play? Why be okay with Kelazor coming over in Psystorm Cup 3 and farming it without dropping a map if True can't play? And none of these people complain, specifically Poke Money. There weren't that many people complaining, but like Poke Money never complained when Kelazor was there. He never complained when Neeb was considering coming down. He only complained because True was there and he's a Korean, which is just stupid. I mean, I mean, when you put it like that, it sort of shifts my view a bit. I, again, I, I wasn't completely in the loop with this, I suppose. So I just thought he was like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't make sense for me to go if I'm not going to win. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of. Yeah, you went when Kelazor went. And yeah, like, again, okay. Like, sure. there's so many levels of this that are just like wrong. I mean, I mean, there's so. I guess there's more at play as well. I mean, you know, it's a different weekend to when Kelazor went to, which might affect things. But anyway, that was the down low on the drama. So basically, Poke Bunny. Made a bit of a fool of himself. He he managed to introduce the uh, Poke Bunny Charity Prize, um, which was awarded to a player who is not true, but who played the best, according to a vote by the participants of the LAN, which was given to end of line. Any no, reason for that? I don't know why that's <laughs> listed on Liquipedia. Uh, it was voted to be wow. split between the... <clears throat> every time we play uh, at Storm Cup, everyone goes and gets Korean barbecue afterwards, and it was voted to be... Sp put towards the Korean barbecue. So I have <laughs> so no idea why End of Line is listed as the winner of the Poke Bunny Charity <laughs> Prize because basically everyone in the tournament got seven bucks towards their Korean barbecue. So what you're saying is the $200 meant for non-Korean went to the Koreans. Yeah, they went to the Korean barbecue. Koreans and are was, ruining your really lands, Penguin! I was annoyed, and like not even because I wanted it. Like I thought I had a good shot at getting it if it was just players, but uh, we had a nomination process, and somebody nominated the people who drove people to the event, and I thought that would have been a great use of it. Basically, pay yeah. for their gas. Like, the people who are driving people are very important for an event like this. And then everyone just votes to get, like, seven bucks off their Korean barbecue. Like, <laughs> come on, give it to the drivers. <laughs> I was, like, one of three I, I mean, people who voted for the drivers. I mean, I mean, it, like, it makes sense initially when it's like, oh, you know, $200 off a Korean barbecue. But then you realize there's, like, 30 people at the Korean barbecue, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's not that much money, is it? Like, when you split it so much. All right. Well, just because we we weren't actually going to talk about this, but then we decided to just before the show, we started recording because we figured NA bans, NA memes. We very quickly want to talk about the Puck Risky Show match. Oh, um, God. Because the Poke Bunny drama was actually the second time the NA scene got embarrassed this week. Um, in one day. In, in one day as well. It all happened in day. one day. So what happened with this one, guys? This this is like literally top banter. Basically, Puck posted something on Reddit, and Risky in the comments was just like, I I think Puck posted a comment. It was Risky about the was adept like, nerf. Yeah, it's about the adept nerf. And Risky was just like, Risky made like a point which was like, no, he he was maybe a bit passive aggressive. But it wasn't that bad. He wasn't like being really that facetious either. And then Puck just like calls Risky out. He's just like, dude. 
who even are you? Like, you know, why, you know, if you're such a good player, why aren't you going to DreamHack Austin? I can get, you know, and Risky's like, well, because I can't afford to fly to Austin. Puck's like, well, I qualified for Austin. And Risky's like, well, yeah, but I'm not, you know, like an NA player who can qualify for NA. So there's some, like, pretty fiery discussion going on with this. So they put I, up a I show match. The, so go ahead. I, I think the stupidest thing that any like the stupidest argument that will never ever have any credence and i don't know why people still use this is i did well in the na scene so i'm better than you because you didn't do as well in the eu slash kr scene like come and the i mean fuck on. that's that's not shitting on na it's just the reality of if you look at it like, is the reality yeah like, if you just look at na challenger league and eu challenger league and see the difference of skill level like not between the top four players maybe but between the bottom eight or so you'll see the bottom eight of eu would would like not even drop a map to anyone in the bottom eight of na a lot of the time you know it's like yeah. it's not even close um which made this like pretty pretty banterous so they put up some money for show match and they it got pretty big like some guy stepped in and they got like a prize pool of like a thousand dollars or something uh and a best of seven and well <laughs> the, the, it was not pretty for Puck. It, it was not pretty for Puck. And I was, the thing is, he continued yeah. the shit talk right up to go time. He's like, oh, I'm waking up early to 4-0 this scrub. <laughs> oh, like, tweeting all this shit. And then, like, he loses one game, and he just tweets, like, oh, wow, I didn't expect him to give me a warm-up. And then he just gets fucking destroyed like oh my god like, <laughs> i cannot imagine how embarrassed puck is the right final now. Like, the final score was 4-1 to risky who i mean the thing is as well everyone was so involved in this drama and all, all the europeans loved it like risky like tier 3 european player smashes na qualified player for dreamhack austin like it was it, it was quite the uh, entertainment of the day so that was like honestly it's one of those things where like I am a part of the NA scene now, so take this as me shit-talking my own scene, but <clears throat> when are the NA players gonna fucking learn that they're not as good as the European players? <laughs> like, this happened last year to a much lesser extent. Like, I loved this event that was put on that I'm about to reference. Uh -huh. I thought it was a great... Uh, was, it the cats, of, like, was it the Cats one? The Root one? Yeah, so yeah. Cats and I put on... Cats approached me last stream, I got him, and was like, hey... Let's do an NA versus EU All-Stars match. And I thought that was a great idea. But then, like, the way he framed it was, like, now is the time for NA to rise. Like, <laughs> we are as strong as Europe. And then they just got fucking smashed. Like, it was not close. And just, like, overall, like, it, was, it wasn't pretty. And it's like, guys, I love the rivalry. And it's great. Like, there are NA players that can be EU players, of course, and like even the even the NA players that aren't quite as good can still beat better EU players like the same way that like any player can beat somebody a little better than them in StarCraft. But you gotta stop shit talking as if you're way better. It just looks really embarrassing when you lose. Oh man, I I mean I kind of like the whole grudge match thing. It was kind of cool. I thought it was pretty neat, but like. I think Puck just went a bit too far with, like, I don't think Puck would have been too bad. Like, dude, like, shut up. I think you're talk talking have, you, shit. You, but... you gotta fucking give some respect to Puck, though. Like, yeah. Puck is a, he's a man of his word. And initially, yeah. he wanted to do a $100 bet match with Risky. And then somebody else just, like, stepped I think, in and gave him 1000 I, I And think after they Puck still... lost, he transferred Risky 100 bucks. Oh, really? I don't know what actually yeah. happened exactly. But, like, yeah. To be, to be fair, like, I, uh... 
I, I mean, I, I love Puckett. I love him as a player, but, like, I mean, you've just got to look at this as being, like, the entire storyline, the fact that Puck did lose in the end after initiating it was just, like, and not that he lost, that he got, like, in the game smashed. It was just, oh, great, great storyline. So that was the uh, the day of the NA scene going to shit. <laughs> that's when yeah, the NA, and that's... I think, like, both of them, I think, were a, an example of cockiness, and I didn't yeah, watch the the puck versus risky game completely because I was playing, but I was watching it between games and uh, I know how risky plays. I talked to risky a fair bit and I watched like a lot of tournaments. So I see him play and puck didn't prepare for a match worth a thousand dollars, which like he didn't prepare. He, he was blindsided by a lot of things that risky does that. It's just like, that's something you should know is on the cards when you're playing somebody like yeah, when, when there's that much and money the, on the same line. case was exactly the case for poke bunny and it's literally why i beat poke bunny because the sling queen bane drop that i had been doing all series uh, all tournament long he knew it, he scouted it in game three he scouted it at my base he saw the 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 overlord lords load up um <clears throat> with the, the lings and the queens but i morphed the banes outside his base and he just clearly did not he was too cocky, he thought he was too much better than me, and he didn't watch the, he didn't take two seconds out of his time to watch the VOD of the future match. So he just didn't know like he'd heard about the Lings and the Queens, he saw the Lings and the Queens, and he just didn't assume there were Bane Lings in the drop and clumped all of his units and they just all died. And it's like both of those matches, both Puck and Pokemon, he just like they they didn't they didn't prepare accordingly, and as a result they got embarrassed. Well, hopefully the NA scene can pull itself together because we do have the first WCS event, WCS circuit event of the year. Oh yeah! Literally, I mean, I mean, everyone's starting to travel now. If they're not traveling today, then most likely tomorrow. If they're from Europe, obviously, um, right. so they get there like a day before, maybe. Um, so you know, travel is basically starting for WCS Austin. 2017. How hyped are you, Foster? I'm kind of excited for the second event. I'm really hyped. I think it's going to be great. Um, there's a ton of good players going. Um, I'm hyped about my group. Obviously, I have one of the easier ones. It's not easy. Like I don't have no names, but I've got. I don't have Harstum or Kella or like Drogo, so I'm pretty hyped for myself. We have a lot of players going as well. So uh, we have two players qualified into the round of 32 as well with Jon Snow and Pilly Pilly. So really looking forward to seeing how our boys do. Yeah, gonna be gonna be really awesome. Um, so let's just let's just go through this. I mean, you just talked of let's let's start with your group and just sort of talk about your expectations. Are you going for round of thirty-two? Do you reckon you can hit the prize money? Um, yes. Uh, it, it's gonna be a lot of down to bracket luck, specifically in group stage two. Um, mm -hmm. I think I need to win group stage one to right. avoid hitting two number one seeds. But based on the groups, there are a couple of extremely easy groups which will have some like a beatable player end up in round uh, in um first place so uh let's take for example group group m cats will be a first seed cats mm -hmm. is not an unbeatable player right and mana is also very good but like it would be great to finish first in the group because you look at some of the people who are going to be finishing second you've got uh you've got caliber will be finishing second noni will be finishing second dolan will be finishing second all of these guys are really easy players um and then you have like rays will be finishing second probably and he's not easy, but he's beatable. And then, like, like Cuddlebear, who I just beat in WCS, like, I think I would beat him as well. He'll probably also finish second. Sir Robin will finish second. Like, there's a lot of people who are finishing second who are 
honestly not that hard to beat. And uh, just a couple of groups where they're very, very difficult. Like, I'd like to avoid Optimus, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to avoid Cyan. I'd like to avoid uh, Panda Bear Me. So, like, those are the people that I, I would like to avoid. And But there's a lot of second seed people that are likely to be pretty easy. So, um, I think getting first in Group Stage 1 gives you a pretty good chance of making it out of Group Stage 2. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Group Stage 2 is one of these interesting events where really, like, I think you've got the people who are obviously going to go through, but we could see some real battles to get that $1,000 for top 32. And mm-hmm. I think it's really going to be, I know, it's actually the first dream hack I'm excited for in a long time. Cause you know what? Well, not, not in a long time, but like compared to like previously, it's like, you know, we talked about old dream hacks having prize cutoffs at round of eight, like two years ago, round of 16 last year, but like round of 32 is so reachable, you know, yeah. it's for so almost everybody for, in these brackets. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, anyone could make it and like you know maybe in the past we saw like one guy make the money it's like ah cool and like in the past like someone makes the second group stage you don't expect them to wow fantastic but it doesn't get you excited as when as it does when they're like oh wow these guys could win like a thousand dollars you know yeah like, it's a big deal it's a very big deal yeah and especially for some of the players who are going to these uh, to this event like I, i'm so sad about jehefe's group because jehefe is an extremely good player and he's very good at prep work and he's pretty decent in tournaments. He does great in Clan Wars for us. And he has a very realistic chance of hitting group stage 3 just before the groups come out, like, as just skill level. And he's 16, and his parents are not super supportive. So, like, that would have been such a huge deal for him. And now he's in a position where he's got True and Bales in his group. He's got one of the very few extremely difficult groups. And it's not impossible for him to advance over Bales, but it's going to be so hard and... Uh, that just goes to show, like, how reachable round of 32 is, that, like, it's, it's like, <clears throat> people like Jehefe have a good chance of making it there if they had been a little bit more lucky. Or, like, Silky, for example, like, he's got a good shot at making it in there. Streamers like M. Canning, he's got a shot at making it in there. Like, they're, and, and especially because it's not even like you have to be better than the people who, who, who you beat. You just have to outsmart them in two best of threes. That's, that's all you have to do. And it's very, very reachable mm. as a goal. Yeah, just to, uh, I guess just to run through some, I don't really want to run through all the groups or anything like that, but just some names in group stage one that you guys can be kind of watching out for. This starts, by the way, on Friday, 1 p.m. local Austin time, which is like 8 p.m. European time, um, more or less, so you guys can figure it out. But group stage one starts with players such as Kelazer, Optimus, Harston, the one and only Penguin, Legend. T. Drogo, Cyan, Namshaw, Vibe, TLO, Poke Bunny, True Bales. Uh, we've got Massa, sort of, Euthermal, and Cannon, as you mentioned as well, Bly, and Fear. Fear's an interesting one to fly out as well, obviously, like a European player who should look to do well, but then gets a pretty tough group in the first place. I feel really bad for him. I, like, I, I'm a good friend of his as well. Like, not, not, we're not like super close, but I'm a friend of his, and I like him a lot, and he's not going to advance. It really sucks for him, like... Because I feel like he's also somebody who's, like, on the verge of, like, losing all motivation sometimes. And uh, this would have been such an important event for him. I And I don't see him advancing. I think Silky is just too good right now. That's an interesting one. This is a, group K is brittle, by the way, just to go group through group K. K. Is, group K and Group J are the two yeah, group insane K. ones. Group K is Bly, Fear, Warren, and Silky. Um, obviously, Warren and Silky, two very strong NA players. Fear, like... Sort of like this tier two-ish European. Fear fear can advance. It's just that I don't think it's likely because yeah. Bly is never someone you want to play no, 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 ever. No. He's like the European SOS. Not, not offline either. Like just 
Yeah, no, like, no. and then Silky doesn't have that many broadcast games, to be honest, and he's 6.2k on the Korea server. He's really good, and, uh, I, like, I don't know, man. So, yeah. And Warren, like, Fear is probably a little higher ranked than Warren, but Warren is very good at ZBP right now, so, like, and... I will. I'm going to keep stroking your ego, Warren, okay? <laughs> but overall, like, this is also a really shitty situation. Like, it's nice that Fear only has to prep one matchup. But if I remember correctly, he doesn't like PBZ very much. Uh, I, I don't know what he likes at the moment. I haven't talked to him too much. But yeah, I mean, Group K is brutal, man. Group K. So that's, that's kind of like Group Stage 1. Um... Let's just quickly kind of go through the qualified players, I guess. Um, sure. They get straight into, basically, if you come through the Challenger League, either in EU or NA, or the Chinese version, or Copa America is the Latin American version, for example. The Chinese have their own little thing, so does Taiwan. Um, you get seated directly into round of 32, which means you already get $1,000. You get your flight pay paid as well, obviously, I think, which is one of the biggest deals because it means that you know, it doesn't matter as much for NA players this time around, but that's going to be a big talking point in WCS circuit events. Like, not a lot of European players aren't going, who would, you know, a lot, a lot of the top ones. But there's a couple, like Beastie Cutie, for example, isn't going because he didn't get a flight paid for. So that's just, you know, sort of the way it is. And it'll be the same for Yonkaping and Valencia for NA players. Like, if they don't qualify, a lot of them won't make the flight out there, you know? So, right. the qualifying is pretty important, but just to go through this list very quickly, um, this is a bit of a uh, horrible kind of mess. I'm going to try and bring everyone, tie everyone together. So, coming in from the Taiwan sort of vet region is Bystork and Haas. Oh my god, dude. Bystork, I'm so happy. I'm really sad that Winter missed it by one game. Yeah. Uh, Winter was up 2-0 against Haas and then lost 3-2. I'm <clears throat> really sad about that. That's but crazy. Bystork is a guy who's been trying for so long... He's one of the guys who, like, in the old school qualifiers, you used to be, like, he, he's in Hong Kong. So it's like he would have to play the Asia qualifiers with yeah. all the Koreans. <laughs> and he would show up every single time and just not do well because Koreans. Koreans. So those qualifiers was And it's, it's great to see him have an opportunity. And he's not as good as somebody like Pilly or Neeb or Time or one of these other guys but he is a good player and i'm interested and he, he brings some weird builds like i mean he he and haas are gonna bring the cheddar man i'm excited uh, yeah, i mean it's gonna be like it's like literally like the protoss duo from hell it's gonna be crazy yeah. um from sea we do have igas and pro pretty expected i don't think anyone who's really playing in c is missing from there cypher was a favorite didn't really show up on the day um so nothing really too crazy there. Latin America, Cham and Major, Major fucked up what a surprise. and well, well, Major fucked up in the in the round of sixteen. Oh yeah. So he, he played. Lost Smile. Yeah, he lost against Smile. So he only got second in his Copa America group, which meant he played Keller Zer in the round of eight. So it was kind of unlucky for Keller. I mean, it's basically between Major Cham and Keller Zer. So one of them's not going to make it. So I think no surprise is fair, but just letting you guys know why Keller Zer is not in there. Um. Coming out of China, we got Time and Ayasonu, which is... That surprises me a little bit. Ayasonu has been the best Chinese player for a while in tournaments, but he hasn't been performing very well lately. He's played, uh, I he do played think... well at Katowice, though. Katowice qualifiers, right? He, he did well in Gyeonggi qualifiers. Maybe, yes, that's the one, sorry. But uh, that he... was even, even that was a while ago, and it's been a while. 
So yeah. I mean, I think, I think time it's... is well. The thing is also, Ayasonu is also one of the very few Chinese players that is not currently in Korea. So right. there's five or six Chinese guys in Korea right now. Yeah. Uh, time is one of them, and time I think is definitely the one to watch. Time is very young. I believe he's 18 or 19. Yeah, he's just he's, coming onto the scene. He's younger than 18 or 19, I think. So good. He is 16. Oh, he's 16. Yeah, he's there really we young. Go. He's, he's really young. So good. Yeah, I think Time's a... Uh, honestly, I'm not surprised Time qualified because he's been so good out of the Chinese players. I think, like, you, I mean, it's like China's such a toss-up region, actually. Like, there's never, like, a dominant duo for too long or anything. So, like, Cyan was very dominant last year and Tud Ming has always been very dominant. Uh, like, a couple years ago, Max Ed and Jim were them dominant guys. So, honestly, like, it's not really a surprise to see Time and Ayasone qualifying, I don't think, but it could have been someone else, like. You know, I wouldn't have been surprised if Cyan had qualified, you know, so. So that's, uh, that's cool. So that's that Chinese players, and then we get into Europe and NA. Uh, NA, Pilly Pilly, come in second place in the Challenger League. Should have probably started with Neeb, who came first, of course. And then Puck, I think, finished third place. And Jon Snow qualified in fourth place to uh, come through in the Challenger League. A pretty expected top four, I think, for the most part. I don't well, think... Well, True is missing. Yes, okay, of course, True is missing, yeah. Um, but True wasn't playing that well a month or two ago during Challenge no, League. So maybe it's, it's still a surprise. Yeah, it's surprising not to see True there from NA, but considering how he was playing at the time, it was a bit like, yeah, okay, that that could happen. Um, right. But True is here in the group stage one. We mentioned that. Um, yep. I'm sure he'll make the run. And just to wrap up the round, uh, the, well, the qualified players for round of 32 already from Europe, Nurcio, Serral, and Snoot, the Zerg Resistance, a long time, of course. And Showtime. Showtime. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally no surprises, probably the most. No. I, I mean, like, it's almost as predictable as Latin America. I think the biggest <laughs> surprise in Europe is how far DNS went. DNS is really doing so well recently. Yeah, man. Uh, he ended up losing in the in the final round before the qualified slots, 1-3 against Nurcio. Hey. Just, just quickly talking about this. Sorry, I mean I shouldn't have really interrupted you, but yeah, he's did, he did really well in Challenge League. But someone I just saw this tweet going out earlier today. You know, Soul, yeah. he just hit seven k MMR on EU. Now, wow. Well, just... I mean, Soul has always been a really good ladder yeah, yeah, hero, yeah. so it's not that surprising. I, I know, but still, man. Like, but next Challenger League, watch out. He can. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how he can transfer it because he's been extremely high ranking for so long, and then he's never and he's had tournament results. Unable to capitalize yeah. on it. It's crazy. Sorry, I, I I really shouldn't have fed. <laughs> that was like such a terrible throw to a different you, conversation. How dare you? Um, well, I do, I I mean that. Yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> so I do want to start wrapping this up a little bit. Um, I mean we we've gone through the group stage one, we've gone through the qualifier players. Give me give me three players we expect to see place in Harley, and just give me the wise. True Pilly Pilly John Snow. I knew it was gonna be the size storm trio. Uh, to be fair, honestly, with the rate of round of thirty two goes and we you know we've been talking about some players who might make round of thirty two, some of the round of thirty two groups could be really interesting as oh, well. Yeah. In the sense that we could see I mean, I would honestly look at this the the already in the round of thirty two players, and I would say I would actually say I think any of them has a realistic chance of making round of sixteen. Yeah. For sure. Which is two and a half thousand dollars, by the way. So you come top two in your group, you get an extra fifteen hundred dollars. Obviously, WCS points on the line as well, which is a huge deal this year. WCS points only start in top sixteen, 
And that is, I mean, obviously the eyes are on the prize, but WCS points are the secondary prize where you want them because you want to get yourselves to BlizzCon, you know, that is Well, it also helps goal. you for future event seating. Yes, and that's what, something I actually talked with Pilly Pilly about last episode as well. You should listen to it. Gave him, it actually gave a really cool insight as to how good Katowice was for him because he performed well there. He got WCS points, and that gave him a really good seed in NA Challenger, which made his run easier. So there you go. Go check out Natural Expansion Episode 5. Also a great podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I heard the guy who so, hosted is very handsome. I mean, you're literally listening to the same show one episode later right now, so I mean, I, I feel I feel as though it's a fairly reasonable sellout. <laughs> so you're good with the Sidestorm boys. Honestly, usually I would kind of shit on you for kind of uh, being a cliche, but honestly, I could see all of them doing pretty well. So yeah, man, it's not you really. Can't. They're, uh, they're just too good. Yeah, uh, I I don't know who to pick. Like, I I, I think Serral's gonna go far. Yep. I think Neeb is back on point again, hitting like 7,209 MMR in Europe recently. Like, that's literally not even understandable for most people. Um, I'm going to go Neeb, Saraland. I'm going to be... I'm going to be interested and pick someone from another region again. I'm going to say Major too. Just, I feel Major... I think he's been in Korea well. I think he's going to show up and just going to, like, trash everyone. He's been, like, rocking, like, 6.9k MMR on the EU ladder from Korea. It's like, what? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's been like, it's been really dumb. He's like, he's like, oh, and also I don't have a problem with Phoenix are dead, so no one knows why, but everyone wants his replays. So uh, I, that's that's my picks for people to watch out for. Um, awesome. So that kind of wraps up our topics. A bit of a discussion about Cystorm Cup, bantered off the NA scene, and uh, talked about WCS Austin. Mm-hmm. Penguin, thank you very much for joining me, as I know you always would, because you cannot get enough of me. Spirit animal. Yeah, man, spirit mutual. animal. <laughs> <laughs> See? We are so spirit animal together. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me, of course. Please do sell yourself out right now. You have no, you have as long as you like to sell yourself out. Alright, I mean, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at PSI Penguin. Um, shoutouts to my team, Sidestorm Gaming. Shoutouts to the boys for going to Austin. We're going to we're gonna get top eight. Like, like the top eight is gonna be only Sizestorm players. It's gonna be really sick. Um, that would be insane. Looking forward to that. Uh, and yeah, um, I guess that's it. All right, awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining me. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Of course. Um, again, this is kind of our second run through of this newer format of Natural Expansion, and I kind of love it. I think it's really cool. I think it's better than the usual talk show. Like, personally. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for watching. Obviously, uh, sub us up on, on the iTunes. I'm not used to saying that one at all. Or if you listen on YouTube, hit the like button and uh, subscribe as well for more content. Again, try and do these every one to two weeks when there's interesting topics and an interesting guest. Um, and I'll obviously hopefully have episode 7 out soon as well for you guys. Thanks for watching. See you next time. And have a good night. Or day, or whatever fucking time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> what a dreadful outro. <laughs> See you later, guys. Have a good one.